Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs. If you wondered when the heck season seven was going to end, it seems like it's been dragging forever. Going back to the pre-NBA finals, that is now. This is season eight, episode one. We'll start logging episode number two. This is episode 93. Who wore 93 for the Cavs? Nobody. Drew Gooden wore 90 and Marquise Chris wore three. Yes, I want Marquise Chris over everybody else because shout out to him. He is shining on the Mavericks along with a ton of former Cavs. Speaking of shining, we're going to put the spotlight on uh, today's two guests. Excited to have them both. You know them very well, Cavs Nation. If you read King James Gospel, if you listen to its Cavalier podcast, if you listen to our pal, we hope to get back soon. He's very busy with Bowling Green as the one of the team managers, Justin Matcham. But we got Amadou Sal, we got Dan Galinsky. And guys, we're going to probably change our tones in like 10 seconds to talk about the game that just happened. But it is great to have you both on. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Zach. Um, it's been a minute, and uh, hope everything's going well. Yeah, no, my personal life's been good. You know, uh, Cavs life has its ups and downs. I, I guess it, it's been great for me on my own end because uh, I missed probably five out of the first 12 games of the year, and I've probably caught every one for the last month and a half, at least two quarters. And it's always been at least the second half. So that's been great from a personal note. After last year, Mark, the first time in my life, I was able to catch every single game. But maybe, Amadou, there were parts of tonight's game that we just didn't want to catch as the Cavs fell a little short to the Grizzlies, 110-106. Yeah, man. Um, it was definitely a tough loss. It was, it was very just – I feel like the last 30 seconds was very anticlimactic, I believe. Um a lot of questionable calls from J.D. Biggerstaff, I think. I mean, you know, Kevin Love is hot. He didn't really play much to end the game. He went with Larry Markkinen, which didn't hurt us. But, I mean, still, maybe like to see Kevin Love in certain situations. Of course, uh, the decision to put the ball in Brandon Gooden's hands uh, rather than Darius Garland. I know you, you know you started off Garland off ball, but still, I like to see Garland start off with the ball right there. And then the kind of confusing challenge on the Dylan Windler out-of-bounds play to end the third. I didn't see the point of that, but... Either way, yeah, this is definitely a game that you'd like to, to win, especially against one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now, the Memphis Grizzlies, but it's only so much you can do. Yeah, and uh, Dan, John Morant didn't quite dunk on or try and dunk on Kevin Love, but he pretty much dunked on our dreams with before the, the travel call. Look, that was a bad call, but before that, okay, John Morant had a layup, an incredible double-clutch layup, then a steal, and another incredible layup I, I mean this guy's one of the best guards in the league he actually hit his season averages identically in points rebounds assists but Dan is there anything the Cavs could have really done that could have won them this game other than maybe play Dean Wade more than five minutes and 16 seconds yeah I would have that was one that was a little weird um it, it's just frustrating because there were a lot of plays where um I'm not I don't think Stephen Adams necessarily played great but he was active uh, I can't lie. I thought our defensive rebounding kind of let us down tonight. Um, that that's a little that's something that Evan needs to improve on is, is defensive rebounding positioning a little bit. Uh, he's that team and and Brandon Clark gave them energy. Um, I thought he played really well. Um, and I get what they were trying to do and and trying to you know obviously put commit a lot of bodies to to Jaws as should be the case, but um, there were just too many instances where I thought 
Um, I might have committed a little more uh, like rotationally to Desmond Bain. I thought he made some really key passes. Um, not all of them led to assists um, in, in what I'm kind of hitting at, but uh, I, I would, I would have tried to like pressure him a little bit more. I thought they played Goodwin. Goodwin did some nice things, um, but yeah, like his on touched on like him having the ball in that situation down the stretch. Like I just, I don't, that was beyond questionable. It's, I don't know. Very strange. Yeah. Um, I, I just didn't understand that. And it was good to see Dylan in there, but as, as you touched on, like, I mean, the lack of minutes for Dean was a little weird. I thought he could have helped um, to at least guard guys uh, like Zaire Williams. I thought he, he made some key plays and just stuff like that. And yeah, it's also on you know, like that challenge. I, I like, what, what was that exactly? What, what yeah. the hell was there? No. Sorry, sorry. You don't have to put in the E, but I don't understand <laughs> what what exactly in that situation. Like he didn't, he clearly didn't reestablish. So what was JD going for there? Right? I just, it was odd. Yeah. No. And here's the thing about the Grizzlies, and you know, you take a look, and something that jumps out at me is just that they're a team that's been on my personal radar for a number of years. Brandon Clark was in and out of the lineup. It did not even get playoff minutes last year. So with them being shorthanded for him to put in 13 and nine with three blocks and be plus 12, I think made a big difference. I think they're finally understanding that they can play Tyus Jones with John Morant. And I don't think he'll ever get enough credit, but I think that he's an incredible basketball player. And we're starting to see good flashes from his brother in San Antonio, he's been spot starting for DeJounte while he recovers from COVID. And, you know, Desmond Bain is probably going to be the best TCU player ever. I think he might already be because I don't know offhand how many there have been. I think we got our boy RJ Nemhard as a TCU guy, too. He didn't play tonight. But Bain, they held him to four of ten, but he had seven assists. He had two blocks. I think he's one of the most underrated guards in the league. I just think that Memphis wanted this one more. I think, you know, John Morant, Every time he's hurt or he's not with the team, and sadly, that's been a lot. We see him on Twitter, you know, just, just tweeting how hungry he is. It's kind of like how Devin Booker uh, kind of manifested a Christmas game for the Suns, and it's those little things. Yes, he traveled, and we can talk about that as much as we want, but that's not why we lost. Who knows what the Cavs would have done offensively if they even got the ball immediately. We don't know. We can't speculate. We only know what actually happened. Morant, 26, 5, and 6, two blocks, two steals, made all the big plays. And, yeah, Steven Adams, Dan, didn't dominate, but five offensive rebounds. He had that huge little push shot at about the four-and-a-half-minute mark to push the lead to six. And three takeaways for me from the Cavs. Darius Garland is known for his efficiency. If you're going to have him shoot 26 times, I don't think we're going to beat anybody. And I have no complaints about the shot number. But, you know, he's better used – just making sure the books are good for other guys. Number two, Kevin Love, six of 18. It didn't feel like he was that bad when he was shooting, but the 29 minutes were a surprise. It's nice to see them up, but maybe he still should have closed the game as Amadou was mentioning. And number three is this. If you're going to get blocked eight times and you're going to trust a 10 day contract signee that had been out of the league for a number of months, no disrespect to him, Brandon Goodwin with that last play, you're kind of asking for uh, trouble to knock on your door and for you to actually have to answer it. But here's my final thing. Amadou, I'll go to you, then we'll go to, I'll go to Dan, and we'll talk about the new guy on his way, Mr. Rondo. Amadou should, and then Dan, should Lamar Stevens have gotten some fourth quarter minutes in this game? I do believe so. Um, 
I, I mean, I think the, I thought the defense was solid, honestly. Um, just like Dan alluded to, I mean, they were just trying to stop Ja. That's the only thing they were trying to do. So, I mean, I thought for what it's worth, they were successful. I mean, he at one point, he, he had 16 points on like six of 16 shooting. Of course, that changed in fourth quarter. But either way, maybe they went away from him for offensive purposes. I'm not too sure. But I, I do believe that they should have went to Lamar late in this game. Dan? Yeah, I'm yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say necessarily outright for me right now, but yeah, I mean, 25 minutes probably could have been more than that. I mean, with just to put a put a guy on jaw like I'll admit Goodwin really again, I thought he did some good things offensively, but um just Ja just got by him far too frequently down the stretch there. And and that's not really his fault. He, I mean, he does that regularly. But I just thought it would have been kind of a better counter to have Lamar in those instances. And, and to me, at least, like when Goodwin drives, I, I he's got some change of pace to his game. And I, he can kind of make some push shots here and there. I like it. But I, I, I thought Lamar, I understand, again, had one point shot twice. But at times, like – it's kind of a guy that can kind of will his way to the foul line a little bit. And I, I just think is like, if there's early offense, he, he's dangerous in those situations. And, and with Goodwin, he's driving to pass, not necessarily driving to score. It's more of like a floater push shot game um, with some pull-up stuff mixed in. I, I I'm with Omni on that too. Yeah. And last note on Brandon Goodwin, who I don't believe will be renewed given they have Pangos. They just got Rajon and they got Mr. Garland. Goodwin tweeted after a great performance on Sunday of you Cavs nation, I'll work on my free throws. Then he proceeded to go 0 for two at the line tonight. So we're, we're in an era where everything you do is magnified. It's not big enough for freezing cold takes to pick up, but if you're getting picked up by across the Cavs, you know, you're making the wrong headline. And uh, before we talk about Rondo, actually guys real quick. So Ante Zizic, uh, obviously shout out Colin Sexton, his birthday today. Uh, young bull turning 23, pardon, not 24, which I originally had said today. Ante Zizic <laughs> is uh, 25. He's the old man of the two birthdays. Love the common trend. And so, Dan, then I'm going to do real quick. Ante is 25. Our buddy Greg. Shout out, in... shout out Patrick Starr. <laughs> shout out Patrick Starr. What's better than 24? 25. It's not Colin Sexton joke, I guess. Ha, huh, next year. Uh, he truly never got a chance, in my opinion, says at Greg in Denver CO. Dan, Ante says it's got a chance, right? He's tripping. I'm not tripping reading that. He, he, he got he had no. enough minutes. Yeah, he, he got he got plenty of minutes. LeBron gave him one of the more iconic no-look passes of his career. I, I think that's yep. enough in itself. Wasted it on uh, on our buddy. And uh, he's not our buddy. He's, he's an acquaintance. Ante is just the kind of guy you see at a party. You look all the way up. You, you like crank your boots up like you're back in bikini bottom. I have to shout that out because everyone loves that. You know, you're at the prom, bikini bottom, you crank it up that tall. What's up, man? And then Nante Zizic is the kind of guy that's awkward at the punch bowl and accidentally trips and falls because of a lack of coordination. Um, I'm going to do anything nice to say about Ante on his birthday. I don't have much. No disrespect to him. I, I think yeah, it's great that he plays basketball for a living, but. Happy birthday, Ante, man. Um like you guys said, one of the most more iconic Nolan passes uh, from LeBron. Um, hope it was great. Is he still playing basketball overseas? I, I believe. Let's get a quick check. He's is definitely he playing somewhere. for 
Barcelona, I think. Maccabi Tel Aviv. He went oh, with Anthony right. Bennett, I think. I think they signed Jeez. at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. want to confirm that. Shout out Anthony that, Bennett. Uh, I was high on once. That uh, dynamic 4-5 duo, yeah. Yeah. Okay, they're not on the same team. I lied. Uh, he plays for uh, Hapoel, which is Amari Stoudemire's team, actually, which is oh, doubly okay. cool. But uh, I think his birthday's coming up. Anyway, so – the Cavs got this guy, Rajon Rondo. There was a shirt that he, a fan wants where it said, LeBron is a female dog. We don't, we don't, I'm not going to use the word. Uh, and so he was posing with that fan and smiling with that fan. That was the days of Celtics-Cavs. I mean, we literally saw Lance Bull and LeBron's ear to become his teammate. JaVale was his rival. He became his teammate. Avery Bradley was a thorn in his side when he was a Celtic, became his teammate. I mean, heck, I wouldn't be sh- shocked if Andre Iguodala at some point ends up playing with LeBron. Shout out to him hitting that big three and Kellerman getting his redemption. But, uh, Dan, start with you. Rondo's impact has not been much this year. Three points, three boards, four assists, shooting 32% from the field, 26 from three, and I think he's one for two at the line. He had uh, what, two good games for the Clippers in the playoffs last year, having watched every single playoff game, missing the Cavs. But is, is this a good pickup? Is this the pickup? Or is Rondo just the stopgap till the actual trade deadline for the backup spot? Yeah, I, I think it's serviceable. I, I think it's just – is is he he's not a shot creator like Rubio at this point. Um, not the driving presence he used to be at, at this point in his career either. But he's a high-level passer. Um, and – I think the key maybe with the Cavs we're looking at is a, it's obviously like it's for pennies and, and basically the partially guaranteed Valentine, who I think got waived by the Knicks today. He did. No, no love lost. Yeah. Well, I just think with, with this, it's maybe they play a little bit here and there with Garland kind of a little bit off ball. Um, and I think it's, a lot of it is just to kind of be in the ear of Garland and some other guys and a guy that's been there before that, at least they can trust maybe some um, for kind of stretches throughout games. Um, again, they're, they're going to have to figure out the two situation there within these, these weeks of the Coro out. But um, I, I think some of it is, yeah, it, it's just a really high level passer and um, definitely a leadership presence you would hope. And, and I guess he's reportedly like bought in. So we'll see. But um, as far as, like long term, who knows? But yeah, I, I I don't know if they're necessarily going to be active on the trade market for like another like lead guard type. But um, we'll see if like Joe Harris rumors really kind of do materialize in some regard. But uh, I, I'm I would say cautiously optimistic that that he can be a meaningful guy just because he is. Um, another guy that has had plenty of experience playing with two bigs um, in recent seasons. So maybe that, that sort of dynamic works as well. And Amadou, uh, Rajon Rondo has never been known to score. We've seen him have some big buckets though with the Clippers in the playoffs last year. We saw that crazy shot that he hit for the Lakers against Boston. When he's playing with like, Tyson Chandler, LeBron James. Ron Artest might've been out of retirement for a fourth time and even been on that team. Every, every old friend was there. Can we get, enough offense from Rondo to semi offset Rubio, because to me, the only thing that Rajon Rondo can do that Rubio did is bear the RR initials 
have, having being a guy that wears number nine for most of his career and can drop dimes, but his offense always in question as a score. Yeah, of course, Rondo is one of the best passers we've seen in this league. He has a high basketball IQ, but I don't think he's going to have the same on-ball creation abilities that Rubio has displayed this season. The shot also won't be as good. I mean, though Rubio's three-point percentage has dipped down, you know, to start the season, I mean, he was a flamethrower. I, I, I don't think, you know, Rondo's going to come in and hit, you know, smack seven games against the Knicks, you know, so that won't happen. But, I mean, like Dan said, I mean, I think it's a good stopgap guy until we maybe look to make another move I don't know I'm not sure I feel like it could work for the rest of the season but I'd honestly like to see the Cavs be aggressive during the trade deadline and look to add another ball handler if they can yeah no absolutely I'm with that you know we'll see who ends up being on the market I'm sure that they're I'm sure the Warriors right now are going to be looking to trade some guys I'm not saying go get Chris Chioza because that would low-key be IT 2.0 I'm a big Chioza guy I'm happy IT's gotten two chances this year already but you need a taller guy that can defend but the Warriors have a lot of guys having watched uh, their game with Miami last night they literally have 13 guys that can play in the rotation every night and we're not even counting James Wiseman yet so they're going to have players that the Cavs could probably really use. I don't know who they would trade, and we can speculate this next month. But I'm certainly excited to see if we can get anybody from Golden State. The last two have worked out pretty well, JaVale McGee and Alfonso McKinney. Obviously, JaVale played well and then netted the Cavs. Hartenstein it was a nice piece for the Cavs for part of last year, helped them to win slash lose. And with McKinney, you know, it's cool. He's on the Bulls, signed that uh, full deal. Still extremely underpaid. But nevertheless, you know, we'll see. But, uh, Dan, I'll go to you here, then Amadou. Quick word on that Pacers game. I know it's hard to think about a different ball game when we've already seen one with Garland back. But Cavs held on in that one. They made plays. Evan Mobley looked great. And I think that that was one where we can be very happy with how the team played. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I just like the grit that the team show and they just shown that all year, of course, you know, they're just never out, even despite Sabonis's, you know, crazy third quarter that he had, they were still able to stand pat, you know, come all the way back and win, of course. And maybe, you know, you look at the Pacers as not one of the best teams, of course, Dave, that they're, they're not one of the best, we know this this year. And of course they have injuries too, but Still, the Cavs, just their the resilience, you know, all year that they show, no matter who's been on the court, the ability to just continuously come back and fight and claw their way back has been great. And I'm loving it. And Dan is Amadou. Shouts out our unofficial sponsor, McDonald's, with the end of a great sentence. <laughs> I was just about to say, but up, 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 They need you to be the but up, 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 up guy. Because, you know, like... McDonald's has its moments, but they don't have the right guy. I think we, we can advocate yeah. for you. We'll send them the tape. And we have two, you have Definitely. two people on your side. Oh, all right. I'll take it. <laughs> so how how did you feel about the Cavs' effort against the Pacers? Yeah, I thought it was – yeah, I would say they, they kind of found their way to win. Um, the bigs came up. I mean, no, not trying to force a pun, but we're big in that one. And yeah, nobody on ball. I mean, he Sabonis is just a tough guard. He's a load. Um, if I see one more spin move, I'm gonna like throw up. I think, but just 
so crafty, um, such a gifted passer too. But yeah, I, I think the big buckets from Mobley, um, he was he was really deep in his bag in that game. Um, just I, I just think I'm gonna do his touch on this in, in a number of articles, just kind of like what he's shown um over the course of the past like month plus on ball. Um that was the big takeaway for me is is I think he, we're just seeing his confidence grow more and more game to game. Um, we didn't see it quite as much on ball tonight, but um, just continues to find ways to to create, um, gets to the line. And yeah, I just think in that one, there was also some more of the playmaking we've, we've seen. And it was just good to get um, Jared Allen back in the mix. And I, I thought he came up huge in that one too. And so I've got a couple takeaways. The first shout out Kiefer Sykes. I don't know how actually Lamar gets a big shout out for that game too. He was impressive. Absolutely. Dropped 15 big ones. I think that was his highest scoring game since that Spurs double double in under 20 minutes a year ago, a game that I've harped on so much because we haven't seen a repeat just because he hasn't been in that position to succeed. But on the Pacer side, shout out Kiefer Sykes played in the basketball tournament on Bayheim's army. They won. Then he got, to the G League. Now he's 28 years old and he somehow got a job ahead of Brad Wanamaker a month and a half into the season or two and a half months into the season, but he, he played all right against the Cavs. So good for him on the Cleveland end. I mean, it was all about uh, Mobley and Allen. I called them Mobley originally. I know Frobley is the thing. It, it's not, I, I do like it, but it's not my thing to say. Jarrett was great. Mobley was fantastic. I mean, I drafted Evan Mobley in fantasy, obviously knowing before the season how good he was going to be. No, I had no idea. I've been very impressed. I still am. The rookie of the year race is a lot tighter than any of us actually know because Scotty Barnes is making his case. Cade Cunningham is making his case. I know the Pistons are losing pretty much every game. They did beat the Bucks last night with the Bucks having their entire big three intact and the game being, I believe, in Milwaukee. So shout out to them for that. That's their seventh win in 37 games. But Amar was fantastic. I like that he took 13 shots because he wasn't afraid, you know. And I think that we all talked before the season, like, oh, you know, can we find minutes for Lamar with Osman here and with Okoro and with Windler? But I do think when Isaac comes back in a few weeks, we'll find they'll find a way to keep Lamar in. I do think, unfortunately, Windler is going to end up being the odd one out based on the injury situation. So, you know, shout out Lamar. We'll see what happens with Dylan moving forward. And I really think we're missing Isaac out here. This is not – and I do just want to talk about, guys, one more player and then some quick all-star thoughts. And it's, it's Kevin Love. I mean, it's no secret that no one wanted him here to start the season. No, no one on the fan base. Now, within the team, I'm sure they knew what that this was going to happen. We we didn't. So, uh, Amadou, Kevin Love's been amazing, 18-plus and six straight. He's bought in. He's playing well. He's lifting guys up. He's, he's giving effort. He's trying. Can you think now that he'll be here through the end of the contract, A, and B, can he win sixth man of the year, or is the competition just way too tight? It's funny you say that because I just had an article talking about what his future looks like for the team should they trade him considering right now his value has been as high as it's been you know the last four years or should they look to extend extend him um look honestly i feel like my point still stands kobe Allman has always been a guy to like try to maximize the value he gets out of his players if a trade pops up that's you know too much to pass up on i feel like you have to make the move but either way i mean he's balling like you said he's bought in in a position where i don't think a lot of people expected him to you know approve of a bench role for a team that nobody really expected to be the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference right now 
but he, he's definitely been a bright spot consistently. His December stretch into the new year has been amazing. You know, he's really turning back the clock. And I actually do believe he should be in six men of the year contention now. As of right now, I do believe Tyler Hero has that, you know, award kind of unlocked. But oh, yeah. Who knows? I mean, maybe Kevin Love can make a strong push to end the season. Dan, Kevin Love has been great. Is your Kevin Love jersey unburned and still ready to be worn in the closet? Yeah, I'm not a jersey guy. Haven't been for a while. But, yeah, I, I'm not really – If back when I was, I mean, I wouldn't, like, burn them. I'd just kind of, you know, just kind of disregard them. But, actually, I was more of, like, a give it to – like, make it, like, a hand-me-down for, like, a cousin type. But um, if I were hypothetically in that realm, um, no, it wouldn't be. I mean, I'd probably be for – like, I'm sure the – like, at least when I went to the last game I went to, there were a fair amount of, it seemed like jerseys, more Kevin Love jerseys than have seen in God knows how long. So good to see that. Um, yeah, it was, it has been like for, for the few that I've been to, but um, I will say there's, there's definitely a lot less, uh, it's kind of sad, but there's a lot less sex land uh, backcourt hoodies that I've seen. And I'll never, I'll never get rid of that no matter what happens. Good. Yeah, absolutely love that. I remember when the Cavs first tweeted about it. It was great when the team acknowledged it. Shout out to the admin. I know I think it's uh, it's Madison. I know I can't remember her last name was uh, hired by the Cavs in the offseason. The, I'm still thinking about the Kachow after we beat the Pacers from uh, uh, was what, Cars with Lightning McQueen. I think that's to do with winning the Indy 500 because we beat the Pacers. But that that's like still. Nice, like I, nice. I was, yeah, I, I was literally – uh, uh, hanging out with a friend this afternoon uh, at some time was come came home and on the drive all I could think about was literally the Kachow post I'm not even kidding you like it, it's just been great after wins to see that we're like the new Sacramento Kings of sorts in, in the social sphere so that's been great and so yeah just I'm gonna get a full name real quick just so I, I can properly shout out but Amadou I'll go to you then I'll go to Dan then I'll go to myself and we will wrap up today all-star weekend is about a month away taking a look at the Cavs roster realistically who do you have going to what events assuming that you get the final say I still believe Garland and Allen are sitting pretty and comes in terms to all-star spots I mean of course Fev and Vliet is creeping up uh, for the Raptors, he's been outstanding. And who knows what players will be counted as backcourt guys, as frontcourt guys. It'll be interesting. But I believe at the very least, I think the Cavs should get one player uh, for the All-Star game. And, of course, Mobile will be there for the rookie showcase. Outside of that, I'm not really too sure he could get something. I mean, maybe Mobley will sneak into, like, the skills challenge or something. Yep. I'm not sure. But the All-Star game and the rookie showcase is what I can – not not stamp it in, but I I feel I feel you know pretty confident that we can get at least one player in each of those. Okay, Sasha, I'll, I'll give my two cents. It's Madison Curley, 2018 grad of the Arizona State, is doing social for the Cavs now. So really cool. Yep, this is hired in June. I thought it was around that time frame. She was with Bally Southwest before that. She came to Bally Ohio because she knew what was up. But <laughs> nonetheless. Cool. Yeah, props to her. She's done an incredible job. And shout out Serena Winters, who worked her first game solo with Andre not now gone back to his uh, Guardians role. 
And so I'll quickly, I'm going to pull up the Cavs roster and give my two cents. And then Dan will go to you and then we will say good night. So here's what I got. I'm agreeing with Amadou. No question about it. We're putting two Cavs in the all-star game in Garland and Allen. I, I'm also going to say, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know if it can. I'm, I'm going to put Jetty Osman in the three-point shootout. I think he's been incredible from deep this year. I'm going to put Jared Allen in the skills challenge. I'm going to put both the Coro and Mobley on Team USA. And because I don't know how many international first and second year guys there are, I might even be tempted to put Kevin Pankos in that game based on his like eight point outing the other night. So, yeah. Dan, what do you got? I was going to say all of what you said minus the, um, well, minus the Jetty. And I'm just, I'm not feeling Jared Allen, but I'll say. Jared is in there as, as an all-star too, but yep. Um Okoro and, and Mobley in the international thing. Yeah, sure, why not? And do we think that the fro is more popular than the trash talker? The Rihanna runner up, Joel and B. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, if if Jared Allen tweeted more, honestly, I think Maybe. that would do it. Yeah. He's great. I know he interacts. I've seen him interact with so many people that we all follow. We all see him. I, I love, I know he's interacted with Braden, Braden Ball and Braden Todd a couple times. I really enjoy those interactions. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. He's a solid follower. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he hasn't, he had his first tweet since like December. He's like the only relative like Cav to follow. I don't know. Like, That's really, fair. like any of it or I don't know, like any entertaining, I would say. No, I, I agree. I mean, on my uh, on my personal side, my personal account, I think I follow five or six on Instagram. I think I follow like eight or nine guys. But on across the Cavs, I think it's only Mobley, Allen, Okoro, and Garland, and then a bunch of retired guys. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's my own problem. Maybe that's a personal issue that I don't. But yeah, no, uh, Jared Allen is great. So then if we were going to have like a, a tw- Cavs, like Twitter awards, we would say that Jared Allen gets the dub pretty easy. There's no competition. Rubio. Would yeah. Follow. Uh, I think it's no competition. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go with that too. All right. And last question for awards while we're on this, this subject, there's a rap battle amongst the Cavs. You have five seconds to pick a player that wins it. Amadou, then Dan. Who wins this? Uh rap battle yeah i'll go i'll go k-love i'll go k-love i just remember that the drop and dime yeah yeah him dame that I'll was great K-Love. yeah okay dan I, I gotta go lamar i just think he's a character okay i'll take that as a penn state guy there was a song about trace mcsorley once i'm sure there's a lamar stevens song <laughs> buried somewhere that he he helped co-write all right on that, his, I'm gonna go. His barking is hilarious too. Like, when, when, especially <laughs> yeah. when you see it, when you hear it live, it's so funny. I actually hadn't heard it before today, honestly. But so I heard it. We saw it pregame with uh, John and AC, and then we saw it twice during the game. That was great. That that just shows how much I miss not being in Ohio while the Cavs play 41 games there a year. He's I, he's funny. I'm a big Lamar guy. Shout out to season five, episode ten, the Lamar Stevens episode. And I'm actually gonna say Dylan Windler. I think he's quick on his feet. Mm. I think he's slick. And I think the year he had being injured and all these other injuries he suffered in time in the G League, he's met a lot of cool dudes that don't get the spotlight as far as being in the G League. So I bet that they, they find other ways to 
bonds and different things to talk about. And I guarantee that they had rap battles on the bus rides and on, on, on the planes. And I'll also say this, given his love of competition with the, the shooting belt with Dotson last year, I think oh God. <laughs> God, I didn't like it, but uh, I think that he loves competition. I think Dylan Miller can, can bust a fat rhyme out of thin air. He's actually an underrated fall too. I forgot. He's, he's had some good toy, tweets that I've seen. Absolutely. Shout out Dylan Lindler. Guys, any closing statements as we wrap up across the Cavs? Season 8, Episode 1, Episode 93 coming to an end. Anything? Guys, no. Matt Mooney got picked up by the, by the Knicks. Shout that out Matt was, Mooney. Shout oh. out Matt Mooney. Love that. Mooney. <laughs> I mean, boo. Oh, hey, shout out Nick Stauskas on the Heat. Sauce Castillo. Yeah. I think it's his first contract since the Cavs. If I'm, Kyle, I'm Kyle Guy. Kyle guy, Kyle, Kyle guy took in last night. I mean, there, there might be some Kyle guy props if you're, if you're, I get, oh, you can't bet. No, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it in Ohio. Nevertheless, nevertheless, though. Uh, Kyle actually, guy, you can, you can uh, now. You can now. New York's getting it. Uh, yeah, I think too. I want to say there was, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, there's always like DFS stuff, but I think you can now. I'm pretty sure as of like, hey. I think it was. Yeah, recently. It's probably midway somewhere in there. They they find their way. Midway Games was once the, the greatest producer of games, Gauntlet Legends, NBA, uh, Showtime. But nevertheless, Dan Amadou, this has been fun. Shout out Matt Mooney. Shout out Amadou Sal. Shout out Dan Galinsky. Shout out obviously goes to our guy, Justin Matchum, to all the listeners out there. Sure. Appreciate you. You know, uh, we get numbers have been way up on the last probably 10 to 15 episodes and obviously shout out Carter Rodriguez shout out Justin Rowan for sharing everybody John Michael hopefully we'll get Tim Alcorn back on soon as well appreciate you both appreciate everybody that's been a part of across the Cavs obviously feeling more sentimental this is episode 93 I've been a Cavs fan for 26 years or 20 years I should say alive for 26 and uh, across the Cavs was the first platform I ever had to actually enjoy talking about my favorite team with other people in a legitimate capacity. So shout out to everybody that listens, that shares, that subscribes, to Dan and Amadou for coming on. And we will see you very soon on Across the Caps. Good night. Yes. Sir. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Peace.